Alright guys, another episode. Really excited about this week. We got some hot waiver takes for this week. Uh, some trade talk. Uh, somebody needs to apologize for some of the things that they've done, not me. Uh, also, we got uh, this week we're really excited. We talked about it last week. Uh, we wanted to dive into playoffs and what that looks like right now because I think it's really important for the league. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. We're going to do some brief kind of matchup discussions. Um, but a majority of it is actually going to be what we think the playoffs are going to look like, who we think teams or which teams we think really have a chance. So I, I, let's just jump right into it and get started on all of it. Yep, let's do it. Okay, so excited for this episode. Like Cheek said, we have a ton to get through. This may end up being a really long episode. I've already been over here for an hour, and we're just getting started. Yeah, we haven't even touched anything in the episode. (laughs) Um, So, one thing that we like, the big piece that we want to do that's different from most weeks is we want to get through our playoff projections. Because we're through week 10. So we've got three weeks of regular season left. Some of these matchups are actually basically playoff matchups. Yeah. So we want to give some context to the league so that as we go through the matchups, it makes sense. So some of the matchups we're going to go through pretty quickly. So if you feel like we're just like flying through your stuff, that's fine. But so <laughs> it's fine that they feel that I way. I mean, I, well, I guess I was going to say. Maybe, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess uh, I probably meant to say that sorry, but, or uh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> what I said was. What I felt was that it was was fine. (laughs) Oh, dude, yeah, definitely not my uh, not my best moment. Yes, (laughs) but we're gonna hit a couple things that we usually hit every single week. First, we're gonna hit waivers. We're gonna hit trades. No hindsight this week, and then we're gonna jump straight into the playoff picture. So, waivers. Why don't you hit me with the waiver pickups this week? Oh my gosh! So this week, waiver wire. You know, it wasn't. It honestly wasn't a lot, except for one. Um. And you know who you are, Brian. Brian Griffin. <laughs> Dude, don't use his Christian name like that. <laughs> he spent $69 on the Bengals defense. 69 <laughs> Can that be like our sweet drop for a number? No. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so on top of the number that he chose to use, why the Bengals defense? I... Like, they're the, they just put up... They, they allowed 51 points. Given it's the Saints and it wasn't like the Bills, it's still they're the twenty eighth ranked defense in the NFL. They've only had like I think two weeks where they were above ten points. Oh no, no sorry, I mean, three total weeks above ten points. Let me give you their negative weeks. They've had one, two, three, four, five weeks in the negative, and one of those was negative ten. Oh my. Word. Well, it wasn't, wasn't like one of the you, weeks was like positive thirty because it beat. Yeah, Joe. it was Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone does that against still, Miami. Four weeks negative. I mean, defense scoring is insane. Five but, weeks negative. Whoa, five. That's horrible. Yeah. That, like, that is fifty percent of the weeks. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, half the year they put up <laughs> negative points, and then at work today. So I work with Griffin, as everybody knows, and I was like. I'm trying to move the Lions defense just to get anything. I don't even care at this point. I, I My playoff shots are gone, and Lions have a no, pretty good playoff we'll game. get there. Eh, well, <laughs> debatable. Uh, my, playoffs, my playoff chances are slim to none. Let's put it that way. And the Lions have a pretty good playoff schedule. I was like, Griff, like, what, what, you need a defense, clearly. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good, dude. I got the Bengals. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Shut up. I was like, they're terrible. Half the season they've given you negative points. <laughs> 
And he's like, oh, well, they play the Browns twice. It's like, they haven't played them yet. You don't know how bad they're going to be against the Browns. And the Browns, I stand by it. I told Griff at the beginning of the year, Browns will have at least seven wins. And I, I still believe it. They're like, looking good. They're not a bad team. I don't know why Griff believes that they are. Um, actually, I get why he believes they are. They've well, been terrible for three Jackson. years. They, yeah. he, he believes they were because of Hugh Jackson, because he's the worst coach in it's NFL terrible. history. Don't worry, With the, the Bengals brought him in. This is a fun uh, fun Chris Matre stat that he shared with me the other day. Yeah. Hugh Jackson has the second lowest winning percentage of any coach ever. Who's the first lowest? A guy who owned the Eagles and was the only ever owner He told me about coach. this, yes. <laughs> He was the only ever owner coach, yeah. So he could get fired because he would have fired himself. himself. <laughs> yeah. So, so Hugh Jackson effectively is the worst coach of all time. Yeah. So getting him out of there is basically an upgrade because any human oh gosh, yeah. who starts to coach is going to be fine. So much, yeah. That That's our hottest waiver pickup of the week. I, 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 I can't even begin to understand. why. It's like... What's the worst part about it is not even a single person bid zero dollars on no. the Bengals defense. No. So it was one of those where it's like, well, you had so much fab left. And you spent some he has seventeen dollars now and he's going into the playoffs like against Nefli and Britain, who we know are definitely gonna make it, at least we we say they are. Uh, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Uh and it, it's just crazy to spend that much money on a defense that honestly is just so, so bad. Okay, yeah, let's jump straight into the trades. Uh I guess <laughs> I guess I'll go first here. I have an apology <laughs> to offer to the league. I was in trades with almost half the league that, in trade talks. I don't know how you can even get that many people. It was great. It was a phenomenal week for me. It was so exhilarating. Was and bad? I was seriously like I was a total tease. <laughs> and I just there were so many like details floating around. It was so great. And I had like multiple trade offers in the ESPN app ready to roll. And I just, like, didn't know. I froze. You froze? I froze. I had no idea what to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my team. This was before I had done any of the math for the playoffs, and I felt like I had a legitimate shot for the playoffs. I had no idea what that was, though. And I I just couldn't, like, I couldn't start the fire sale. Because a lot of the trades were, like, trading now for the future Mm -hmm. or selling, like, some future for a little bit more future. So... What I'm saying is, I'm sorry if you were in a trade with me this week and you're frustrated. It's my fault. It's not your fault. It's not you. It's me. It's it's a hundred percent me. It wasn't <laughs> you. I'm a coward. I have no strategy for my team. I'm a turncoat. But through the math we're about to talk about, I'm so glad I didn't trade any of you chumps because oh I got a forty three percent chance at the playoffs, and I'll see you efforts there. <laughs> So, hang on, I got one question for this. Okay. Were they, like, multi-move like move trades, or was it a lot of the same players? There were multiple players. Like there, there were a couple players involved. There were probably, like, three players involved with five different people. Good night. So, it was it was, it was was a great week, but I just, I just, I, I, I was teased. I teased everyone. Yeah. I got trade offers. I, I was going around, and it was great. I mean, the usual suspects were involved. You know, Jason's yeah. involved. Britain's involved. but Jason's always involved. He, Jason's always involved. <laughs> I mean, Jason's literally tried to trade me for, like, my car. Like, it doesn't even, I, it's crazy. But, I mean, we had, like, I had some good, I had a really good, like, offer, like, deal with, like, Steph Smith, with mm. John Neffley, uh... Griffin was the worst. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> but we had some dialogue there, so it, it was good. I yeah. got involved with, like, half the league. Joe and I's trade offers are always kind of funny because they're, like, in-person, 
like over a glass of red wine on a Sunday. They're kind of sarcastic. They're like kind of sarcastic, but I'm always kind of like looking for an edge, but I never get one because he's a cold-hearted freak. I had Uh, one of those with Matre this week. I should have just taken it while he was drinking. Should have, 100%. Yeah, you should have locked that in. So should have locked that in right away. I do have one. You have one. You have a trade ready I have a trade ready right now. It is... Literally, as we record this, I'm hitting accept. He just hit accept. I just saw it Accepting a trade. What just happened? And this is the trade. So I am trading away AJ Green. What? I know. It's big. I hate doing it. But. You're scaring me. You're scaring me. I'm scaring myself. I'm trading away AJ Green and a fourth round rookie. I'm getting D.D. Westbrook. Antonio Callaway. So, so this is a trade with John Neffley. John Neffley, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Me and John Neffley are trading. I'm I'm getting D.D. Westbrook. Gosh, I can't even say the guy's name and he's on my team. Uh, well, going to be on my team. Uh, and Antonio Callaway. And a first-round rookie and a second-round rookie. So it was really... This trade was really hard for me. Honestly, it was one of the... like. That's a fire sale trade right there. It's a fire sale <laughs> trade for sure. Like, 100% it's a fire sale trade. And I'll fully admit that. My biggest reasoning was I love AJ Green. I hate getting rid of him. He's super talented. But I'm not going to get young talent. Uh, I'm not going to get young talent for him, you know, maybe next year. Like, there's no guarantee. I do think the Bengals' offense is going to change a lot. if Because I don't... I don't know how... And, if, if Marvin's there, I'm not maybe. watching a game. I don't know how Marvin still has a job. Uh, but that's beside the point. And if Hugh Jackson takes his job, it only gets worse. Sorry, John. I already accepted it. Uh, but <laughs> Sucker. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely a fire sale. I'm really excited about this trade, though. Because for me, like I believe in the potential, especially of Antonio Callaway. Diddy mm-hmm. Westbrook is kind of like... I, 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 maybe that pans out. If they get a new quarterback in Jacksonville, that could work out. Exactly. But... Who knows what's going on in Jacksonville. Exactly. But my hope is, like, I looked at the rookie draft this year, and there were about five to six guys in there that I really liked. One of those guys was Cortland Sutton. We also saw Christian Kirk. And if I got two picks in the first round, I'm, I'm, I'm very likely going to lose the league. Uh, very, very likely. So I'll at least have a top four pick in the rookie draft on top of John's pick, which will be a later first. So I'll have a chance at an elite running back and an elite wide receiver. Um, so that was kind of my thought process on it. It seriously hurt though like i was painting myself over it um but i'm happy i did it yeah i, I pulled the trigger i've been trying to fire sale all freaking month <laughs> and i did it so i mean this is a in my mind this is a quintessential dynasty trade right john yeah. is hoping that aj green comes back for him in the playoffs and yeah. takes him straight to the championship for john and yep. it's a huge gain for john's team and it's a huge gain for you because you don't need A.J. Green next yeah. year. He does nothing mo- for well, Most likely. It'd be nice to have him. But. And if these guys start to pan out, then that can be great. You get more picks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great chance to, like, build strength. So I love this trade. I'm so excited that it happened. It still uh, hurts. I accepted it. I'm still hurting right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's a, don't get me wrong. That's a high adrenaline trade. That's That's, Woo. you know, that's known production for shots. But granted, yeah. you got a lot. You got four of them. You got four yeah, shots. Yeah, four shots on it. So. Which in my mind is like kind of where the break even is. Because if you look at like, you know, a percentage chance that these guys are going to work out. I mean, there is a world where none of these four work out and you sold them for nothing. Why do you There's say also like a that? world where, th- where three of them work out. <laughs> I'm trying to be a realist, man. There's also a world where three work out and you're like, you know, crushing in three years. So, 
Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll just take three. Years. I hope, yeah, I hope it's not three. It's years. kind of wild to think about dynasty on a three-year time frame. Uh, that or is fantasy football. That is amazing. But yeah. so love that trade. So excited it happened live. I'm gonna keep another. I'm gonna keep them going. I'm I'm working more for next week. I'm I'm not <laughs> kidding, guys. If you're sale. listening right now and you're thinking he hasn't texted me for a trade, you should probably text me because I'm moving right now. <laughs> like there's I, I the the high is rolling and I'm wanting to trade. So <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so we're going to jump into the playoff picture. So we've kind of got two sections of this. Uh, we've got a figure section, figures as in like tables. Uh, I really can't describe those without putting everyone to sleep. So basically <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to post these like charts or, or these two tables that are kind of like guiding my decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to post them in the group me right after we publish this episode. But I want to give them some context. So the first picture that I'm going to pop, and then we're going to move into the actual, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think th- I think they're really, really interesting. And these are kind of like stats that you just don't get from a regular website. So hope you guys enjoy them. Uh, so I'm going to post. <laughs> if you don't, fine. Yeah, if you don't, you can eat a crow. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to post two tables in the group me for you guys to admire and kind of, like, do whatever you want with. So the first is just the playoff picture. So it's kind of what I teased earlier. So what I've done is I've taken the remaining 18 matchups, which is six matches for three weeks, and I've simulated every single possible outcome, mm-hmm. which is 2 to the 18th power, which is 262,144 outcomes. I used everyone's current points, four, to break all the ties. Mm-hmm. And so then if you come out in every single, in one of the 262,000 simulations, if you're in the top six, that's one playoff chance for you. So then every single... Chance, or every single like iteration of the league that you are in the top six, that's a playoff chance. And then you divide that by 262,000 and 144, and then you get your playoff chances. So, for example, Britain's team, given his current points for, assuming that the points for rankings stay the same, mm-hmm. there's no way that he can come out of it. Same with uh, Griffin and John Neffley. All kind of subject to change, theoretically, subject on to points ch- four. Subject to change on points four. Points Highly four unlikely. can change this one a lot because our league is so close. Yeah. Points for can change. That's the assumption I've had to make is that I can't project everyone's points for. So if I just assume those rankings stay yeah. the same, which kind of makes sense. They've actually been pretty consistent throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, the second table is like a massive table where I've taken all of those remaining matchups and combined them with the points of your opponents to create your strength of schedule and then kind of combined that with the percentage chance that you make the playoffs to really get who you get a shot. So for example, Tyler Cheek has a 1.35% chance to get into the playoffs if we assume... So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. A 1.35? Hey, I mean, that's... Was that before A.J. Green or after A.J. Green? <laughs> well, I mean, A.J. Green wasn't playing regardless. So that, is, that assumes a like every single matchup has a 50-50 shot of going either way. Yeah. But Tyler Cheek has the hardest schedule to finish the season... So hard. ...by a mile. He's playing Sarah Griffin... And then John Neffley. Man, it'd be so sweet if I beat Neffley. <laughs> but I just know that's not going to happen. So. No. I mean, what in reality, what that means is that there's a 1.3% chance Tyler Griffin makes it to the playoffs. But when you look at this table, there is a negative 1,000% chance that Tyler makes it to the playoffs. He's going to go 0-3, and, and it brings yeah, some reality to the raw stats. It, you know, it makes that trade feel a little better. Yeah, because, you know, it's hard to come up yeah. with. It's, it's hard to come up with, like, a pure mathematical stat. So the second one tries to, like, bring it all back together. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the table dump. That'll be in group me. I'm not going to go through it anymore. 
What I want to do is talk about our current playoff picture. So we've got three effectively clinched spots. And so the reason I say effectively is because we talked about the points four could change. Mm -hmm. Let's just assume they're clinched unless you want to tell me that they're not. But right now we've got Britton, Griffin, and John. Do you think those three are pretty much clinched for all intents and purposes? I I think prior to this past week, Britt was on the edge for me. Uh, But he won. So that, that, that sealed the deal for me of like... Brit is gonna make it. Like there's, right. there's no chance of that not happening. And, and um, Brit, Brit, and you, you actually called it completely right last week. Britain did have the hardest schedule remaining. He still has the third hardest schedule remaining. He's got Joe Zypher, then John Neffley, and then Jason. So he still has the third hardest schedule remaining. But the fact that all these tiebreakers play out the way they do when you yeah. assume the points for, I still think he's a lock as you do. Too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I still think he's a lock just because of the points for his team. It's one of those where like he would have to bench Saquon for yeah. three weeks to even give another team a chance. Yeah, and if he well, does that, it better be Stephanie, and she better be putting out because <laughs> there's no way that works out for him. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Brent, you know what you got to do. So, oh, it got me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Griffin, Griffin, and John are over a hundred points over anyone who yeah. can tie them, mm-hmm. and so for them to lose a tiebreaker, they would have to get outscored thirty points a week for the next next three weeks. So yeah. they're so that for all intents and purposes, they're locks. Yeah. So what surprises you the most about these locks? I mean, I think John and Britain we kind of called at the beginning of the season. Yeah. For me, it's Griffin. Do you agree with that? It, it it is Griffin, um, not not necessarily for like his team. Uh, well, I guess it is his team, um, because like a lot of his team just kind of just rides on these wild cards, and it blows my mind that his team, like they are a good team. I I can't say that they're not, um, but it blows my mind that he's eight and two, and that there's really no chance. And I think he really, him and John honestly got blessed with good schedules. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end of the year, like. I, I look at their remaining matchups and I'm not super nervous. Like John has, John does have Joe and Britain's team, but then he finishes the season with my team, um, <laughs> which is an easy win. Uh, and Griff, <clears throat> let me pull his up here. He has Britain's team, then my team, then Steph's team. Sorry, Steph. Uh, but I mean, me and Steph are at the bottom of the league. Britain's team. So like, what I do love is that Britain is playing. You know, honestly, the one and two seed. I think yeah. for the playoffs. So. That's kind of like one of those things where it's like, man, it surprised me that Britain is not that two seed or one seed, um, and it's not the vice versa. So that that kind of surprises me, and you know, Griffin being that strong of a team and and finishing that strong as well. Yeah, I think I think for me, Britain and John kind of made sense because of their draft strategy that they, they made some good moves, and we kind of called oh my it. Gosh, yeah. Um, I really regret not taking the twelve slot in the draft. That I wanted it. Uh, I wanted it so much. Such an idiot. Yep. But, uh, and maybe in a year, or maybe in two years when Zeke is way better than Saquon and Saquon's dead, I don't know, maybe I'll be really happy about it, but whatever. I don't think that'll happen. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. Uh, I could simulate that. But, I think the thing that surprises me most about Griffin is that he has, like, he's caught so many breaks this year. He has, man. So, either that or he's, like, a genius and he knows way more about contracts and how it's going to work out. But so he's got Kenny Galladay, and they shipped out Golden Tate. He's got Cortland Sutton, and they shipped out Demarius Thomas. He's got Tariq Cohen, and Jordan Howard hasn't been performing. And so mm-hmm. he's getting way more work than a lot of people thought he was. 
So I, I think he's it's kind of a combination. Like he had a good draft. He did some good things. Like the Joe Mixon, David Johnson calls were great. Yeah. Uh, oh, especially yeah, with David Johnson with Byron he's Leftwich. Paying off now. Yeah, with Byron. David Johnson Leftwich. before was bad. Britain, yeah, Griffin scares me for the playoffs with David Johnson and Byron Leftwich back together. It's uh it's a little bit scary. But I do have it on good authority that he is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in another league. So <laughs> if you average these two leagues, he's just a guy. Just to be clear, you're the authority though, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. One thing that I, I was just noticing is that uh Griff's average points for is the highest yes. in the league, uh one thirty three point two four. Um and his opponent's average is one nineteen point five. Um, so that, that's kind of surprising as well. Like I, I look at honestly all three of them in all three, Britain, John and Griff, they're the only three teams that are averaging over 130 every week. Um, which honestly makes it not surprising. Like right. e- even if their opponent's average was, well, so that's better. the, oppo- that's like, the opponent average for the remaining schedule. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's how I come up with the strength of schedule is I take, I take your opponent's points for sum them up, average them, and that's gotcha. how I come up with strength of schedule. So, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, no, if you, if you go into the points for in the league and actually look at it, I believe Griffin has the least points against. Other league. Wrong league. Sh- <laughs> Still the wrong league. <laughs> I hate ESPN. <laughs> You're doing it again. I hate it. <laughs> Almost three times. ESPN is the worst. <laughs> Points against, yeah. So Griffin is the lowest points against in yeah. this league. He's got only got 1,100 points scored against him. Compared to Joe Zeifer, who's got 1,309. That's 200 Whew. points. That but sick. Griffin is also the second highest point scored in the week at oh 1,330. So so like, yeah, it's not one of those where like, oh, you got lucky. Yeah, no, he's... N- I think he got lucky because of some of the players' breaks that I talked about. Mm. But in terms of... Like, his team is performing. It yeah. just... Everyone also happens to crap the bed when they, when we play him. Yeah, that, that's what I meant by the average points per week is, you know, he's the highest. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, not the highest. The second highest, only behind John. Um, so it is one of those where it's, like, surprising that he's there, but also not. Like, yep. numbers don't lie on it. He has the second highest score on average per week. So um, doesn't surprise me that he's a lock. Uh, it kind of surprised me that Britain surprises me that he's a lock, I guess. Yeah, but... So we've got uh, we've got no one mathematically eliminated yet, but as we covered, Cheek is probably done. Jo- Joe Zeifer has a he is holding on to an eleven percent chance to make the playoffs. There is no way. Well, so here's here's what's funny about it. As we just talked about it, tiebreakers when you simulate every situation in the league possible, mm-hmm. like I mean, everything has to break Joe's way. He has to oh, win out, gosh, and everyone yeah. has to lose. Like it's it's improbable, which is why it's a low percentage chance. But his the, the only difference between you and him is points four, and he just has so many more that he wins almost every Wait, tiebreaker he enters into. You don't have to say it like that. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. <laughs> it's like, so many more? You you win no tiebreaker that you enter into. <laughs> that might not be true. Hold on. Let's, let's uh, sort this by points four here. Uh, sorry. You win against Ty, Jason, and Matre, but... That surprised me. Joe is up at uh, fourth place in the league in points four. So he wins a lot of tiebreakers. Wow. The only guys above him are all the guys that are locked for playoffs. So effectively, every every time that Joe ends up in a possible tie for a playoff situation, he makes it because he wins on points four. Because his mm-hmm. team, he's actually getting hosed by head-to-head matchups. Which is why he has an 11% chance and you have a 1% chance with the same record. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. So, 
no one is mathematically eliminated, but next week Cheek will be 100%. Yep. Uh, we'll get into the matchups. Joe will also probably be. So let's get into the three remaining spots for the playoffs. First off, why don't you give me, we've talked about it. Who's not getting into the playoffs? I basically said you and Joe. Do you have anyone else who is for sure not going to make it? Yeah. Like that, that per I whatever agree. has a chance, but who's not going to make it? It's me for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, Joey. I'm sorry. I, I want you to get in. I want that 11% he to deserves just, just grow uh, because I, I don't I believe in you as a person. Uh, not as a fantasy manager, just as a person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but honestly, dude, you got a tough schedule just like me. Uh, you played Nefli, and then Jason, and then Matre. Uh, it's people who are not getting in. I think it is Ty, me, and Joey. A hundred percent. Not really a chance. No way. Um, sorry, Ty. You've you've also just got a tough schedule. Uh, where and and, and what I did this week is I, I looked a lot at um, individual matchups. So I broke down each box score and looked at. Which teams were on by? Yep. Who did you have playing? What were their matchups? Um, so I dove a little bit more into the like theoretical side of it, kind of speculative. Um, whereas I think you dove more into the numbers aspect. Well, so yeah, I mean, so I didn't look at anyone's matchups. I assumed yeah. everyone had a 50-50% chance to win, and just calculated like everything's a coin flip, baby. Yeah, if if everything was a coin flip, what would it be like? You actually looked at the players and how yeah. that went. And so what I came out with is the person that's not going to make it is a hundred percent Matre. Like, really? Yeah, he has a middle-of-the-road schedule remaining with uh, Corey and Ty Cook and then Joe, but he just doesn't score. Like, he's snuck by with a few wins with, like, low-scoring weeks. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a long shot. Uh, he actually has, an, statistically, an equivalent shot to make the playoffs as Joe. Like, to me, saying that Matre makes the playoffs is almost the same as Joe makes the playoffs. Uh, so, Wow. Well, that surprises be- me. Well, it's because I mean, I, based on the numbers, yeah, it's it because sense. he literally is like the lowest point score in the week. He is the lowest point yeah, score in the, the league. Lowest average. So there is not a single tiebreaker that Chris can win. So if he mm. ties for whatever, he loses every single time. And every way the league plays out, he will always end up tying. So there's n- to me, it's just not going to happen. Uh, and I think his actual official chance is eleven point six seven. Joe's chance is ten point nine six. So they're almost equivalent. So they're equally as crazy to me, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I, th- I think for Chris, it is a super slim chance, and it's he really has slim. to win this week. Oh, yeah. he's 100%. got Corey this week, followed by Ty and Joe. Yeah. Um, which Ty and Joe, I think, are winnable matchups, but Corey's a, eh, Corey's a tough one. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't, we'll know, that I don't know what bit. to do with Corey, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you give me... So, so what we want to do is we want to say we've already got our three locks for the playoffs. We've got Britton, Griffin, and John. Mm-hmm. That who's not going to make it was just a little bonus coverage. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's the meat. We want to tell you who we think are 100% in. Uh, I'm gonna and we're gonna go seed by seed. So I'm gonna tell you who I think is no doubt in, and then Cheek is gonna go down the confidence list. So for me, the person that I think is definitely gonna make it is Sarah. I think Sarah mm. is. She's currently one of our 5-5 five and five teams, but she has a better team. Uh, she's got a better team than Corey. She's got a better team than Jason. Those are both of our 5-5 five and five teams. She has the third easiest remaining schedule on the roster. She's got Cheek, Steph, and Corey, which makes her the third easiest schedule. Easy. She has a massive point lead on Jason, and her points put her, basically, compared to everyone else, that she's got a 75% chance to make the playoffs compared to Jason's 50. That's just the power of points scored mm. at this point in the league. Um, so... 
And if we look at her studs, Melvin Gordon is playing Denver, Arizona, and Pittsburgh. Arizona-Pittsburgh, those are big games for Melvin Gordon. Yep. Uh, Deion Lewis, he's playing Indy. That's a big game. Houston, eh, pretty questionable. Jets should be a big game. Antonio Brown, Jacksonville, he's probably going to struggle this week. Denver has been beatable long, and so have the Chargers. So I think her studs even actually have good matchups to the rest of it. So not only does she have easy matchups for the teams that she's playing, but her like stud players actually have pretty good matchups, and she doesn't have a ton of buys. The biggest thing against her is this Cooper Cup injury. And that's, oh yeah, it's that, huge. I was gonna say I, that's it's huge. That's the only reason I like. I don't have Sarah's a locked in number four. For me, the locked in four is actually Corey. Um, I think Corey, based on matchups. Again, yeah. I looked at matchups and players and what the defense has been doing and all that jazz, and it's all speculation. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, I, I think Corey has honestly the easiest schedule after Nephilim. So why don't you give me the case for Corey? Because I basically um, laid out Sarah, so I, I think she's gonna be number four. You think? Corey's going to be number four. Give me the case. Yeah, I think Corey's going to be number four. He plays uh, Matre this week, followed by, no offense, you, and then Sarah. Um, and I, honestly, I, I just the, the matchups that he has coming up, they're, they're not teams where I'm nervous. Yeah. And Lev Bell is 100% not playing this year. Yep. 100%. So James, James Conner's a lock. He's gone. James Conner's a lock. Yep. They, he no longer has to stress about that. And Corey's team isn't bad. Like, Mm-mm. Corey's team is pretty strong, in all honesty. Like, he... he he, he's been kicking my butt all year. Um, and he, he he's not having any buy issues. For example, when he plays you in week 12. This is rough for me. It's a rough week. It's a perfect situation for him. You have Pat Mahomes on buy. Tyreek Hill on buy. Josh Reynolds, who's going to be replacing Cooper Cup, on yep. buy. So a lot of your big guns are gone. Like, the only chance for me that you win in week 12 is Aaron Jones and Zeke. Yep. Like, without those, without your main point scorer in QB. Not, I mean, you have Phillip Rivers, but... Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, level. He's unreal. He's hands down the number one for like till he loses his hands. Right. Um. And, and for that reason, I think Corey can pull this off. Like I, it would it would surprise me to. I mean, there's a possibility that right. Corey doesn't make it in the playoffs. It would surprise me to not see him at the number four because of his remaining schedule. Sarah's team is kind of in that same boat. Like you mentioned, she lost yep. Cooper Cup, Golden Tate. I'm super. I have him in another league. I hate it. I have him in two other leagues, and I hate it because I don't know what the Eagles are going to do with him. And he's a big Wait, player for Sarah. Oh, Golden Tate. Yeah, Golden yeah, Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if he doesn't start doing something, I'm on the fence about Sarah getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I think she's definitely got some challenges. So, spoiler alert, Cor- Corey is my number six. Okay. I-, I think he's getting in, 100%. So, yeah. Because of everything you said, I think uh, it's, it's all kind of intertwined. So, yeah, Sarah's a lock for me. Uh, Corey is my number six, so I'll, uh, I guess, finish up here with my number five, uh, which, and, and I think all these three are really interchangeable, but I think the, uh, other person that's going to sneak in for me is me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to make it, uh, and I have called my shot before on this podcast, and it has <laughs> not it worked not out. Pan out well I have it. traded away first picks, and it has not worked out, but I believe my uh, team... Brutal. Has rallied. They have overcome the adversity. Basically, I just need to justify not having a first-round pick, even though Marshawn did effectively nothing. That was a horrible trade. But here's my case for me. I have the second easiest schedule remaining. I've got Steph, Corey, and Ty. Uh, I'm not going to claim that this is a cakewalk because Steph's team I should be okay with, but as we'll get into in the matchups, I have a lot of buys and she doesn't. So that's going to be rough. 
Yeah. Corey, I have buys of Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, who Britton has so kindly pointed you know, out with his team names. Put that one as a loss. Basically my entire team. And then I got Ty, who I should torch without a massive deep defense performance from Ty again. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna claim this is a cakewalk. I've got some I've got some, you know, landmines to avoid here. But I think I can do it. I think because my points scored are really high, I actually have a... I mean, it's it basically a coin flip if I don't get in. It's like four, This isn't like that bold of a pick. I mean, I've got a 43% of outcomes that I get in. But I think the buys are kind of where my like prediction strategy breaks down because not many people would predict my matchups as coin flips. But I think... I, I've gone through and looked at them. I think they actually end up being really, really close, if not favoring me. So that's why I'm going to end up actually putting myself into the playoffs. So my three picks for the remaining slots are Sarah, me, and Corey to match up with Britton, Griffin, and John. Why don't you give me your last matchup? Because you said Sarah was in there for you as well, right? Uh, Sarah's right on the fence. So honestly, after four with Corey, I have a really hard time deciding. So again, I looked at the matchups individually and the players and who they're playing. And from the five seed down to the eight seed, it is a, like, I, I'm predicting a six, seven record for all four of those teams. It's really muddy. Um, so it's it, really muddy. It goes from Jason to Sarah to you to Steph. Um, sorry, Matre, Ty, myself, and Joey. <laughs> We're just not going to make it, guys. Let's party at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> but, so, I, I didn't look at, honestly, the points for, and I think that is a really, really important thing to look for. When it, when it's a 6-7, you know, record between four teams, that that's going to be the 5th and 6th seed yep. uh, for these teams. So, looking at that now... It puts Jason in a really tough spot. Yeah. But I also think it puts you in a tough spot. Because that week 12, I think it's going to be one of those weeks where you just get torched. Like, I don't see how it doesn't happen. Um, and that's a really bad week to get torched. Um, fortunately, you're not playing one of those other four. You're playing Corey. So that's right. that's the upside. Um, but there are a lot of matchups where, like, there's a ton of implication. Like, Steph and Sarah are playing each other yep. in week 12. Um, in week, I think it was, oh no, no, that's the only week where there is a, a, a direct matchup. Um, or no, you, sorry, you're playing Steph this week. So, yeah. um, there like two weeks in a row this week and next week, there's a lot of implication for Steph. So Steph doesn't win this week. All changes. Yeah. Comes down to three teams. Um, in the event of that, I, I, I honestly don't know if Jason gets in because of his points four. It, it would, it would take a lot. Uh, he's currently down on you over like 140 points. Um, and Ste- like Sarah is two points behind you, so, so then, I, I don't I don't see a situation where Sarah doesn't get in. I think I agree okay. with you. Yeah. Um, so then it ends up being who for your final three? I think it's you or Jason uh, in that six seed. I think it's Corey, Sarah, um, based on matchups and, and kind of what we were talking about before. Yep. Um, and either you or Jason in the playoffs. So that is insane that Jason's getting in the playoffs. It, it when I was looking <sighs> at this picture. I was, I was shocked. I'm shocked that you're. I, I was shocked that I had you making it. I like had a chance. I have turned around. I have risen from the ashes like a phoenix. It has been good for Daddy. The FanDuel is trending back up. Everything <laughs> we're firing on all cylinders over here. We're baby. going, baby. Uh, actually, the FanDuel is uh, it's uh, it's it's flatlining for sure. But. <laughs> So that's that's kind of our playoff look. I, that that was really fun. That that was good to get into all that. Yes. Uh, I really like how we both kind of came at it from different angles. You used a lot more like gut feel, looking at the matchups, and I kind of basically just did 
entirely theoretical world, and we actually ended up coming to almost the same conclusions, mm. which uh, is, is pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, so let's jump into the matchups. Here's another... This is an interesting thing where I think we will kind of conclude that both methods will almost be the same, uh, at, at least for us, maybe. So yeah. uh, if we get into the matchups for Week 11, which we're, we're going to kind of fly through, we're going to hit the ones that are playoff pertinent, and then we're going to kind of move through them just to keep this podcast within a reasonable time. Uh, so there will be a lot more firing from the hip. The accuracy for the season is that Tyler Cheek is 36 out of 60 matchups, which is 60% correct, All right. and I'm one game behind. Got us. Gotta stay accurate. <laughs> Gotta win this one. But I think that kind of gets at the reason as like why when we look at it in two totally different ways, mm. we come to same conclu- similar conclusions. One, because maybe it's kind of obvious, but two, because I simulated basically a coin toss for every single game. Mm. But what we're saying is that we actually are very close to a coin toss. Now, that being said, a 60% win rate is like, you should go to Vegas forever. Like, you'd, you'd be rich forever. Uh, I'm already packing my bags. Yeah, see you there. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, so maybe that's why it's so close. I, th- I just thought that was a little interesting little snippet I wanted to include. So let's get into our first matchup for the week. This is probably our biggest playoff matchup, and it's Steph Smith, Team Rockstar, four and six, four and six versus uh, me. At least I have FanDuel at four and six. Huge playoff implications here as we kind of went through. These are two teams battling it out. Why don't you give me your thoughts for how this matchup turns out uh, for not only this game but for the playoff picture? All right, so here's the thing. I, I I was looking at this, and initially I was like, you know, Steph's got a chance. And then I realized the Chiefs are playing the Rams, uh, and then Steph's chances went away mm-hmm. very, very fast. I'm sorry, Steph. Julio Jones has had a touchdown the past two weeks. I love it. I love Michael Thomas. Uh, you might be getting a trade offer from him real soon. Uh, or for him, sorry. Uh, and honestly, a lot of Steph's matchups kind of tough. Um, like, Mariota plays Indy, which I... I love for him. Not that I'm a Colts fan and you think their defense is any good. They're terrible. Um, but Adrian Peterson plays Houston. Alex Collins has got Cincinnati. We, we all know how I feel about them. Uh, Trey Burton's got Minnesota. Tough defense. Uh, also, she's playing Anthony Miller. So, two, two guys on the same team. Both of them can't get touchdowns on the same play. Um, <laughs> and Pat Mahomes Wait, what? and the Chiefs are playing the Rams. And you got that stack. Uh, so, I think this week is a definite win for you. And that actually does uh, really, really impact Steph's chances. So Yeah, I think, like I said, I think this is probably this is effectively a playoff match because it's, it's a huge one. Um, because of the way that this plays out, this is a two game swing in chance in like teams that are below fifty percent of a chance to go to the playoffs. So it's basically a must win. And then if Sarah or Corey lose, I basically think the winner of this matchup really rockets up to probably like 75%, 85% chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that being said, I, I first looked at this matchup and I panicked. I was like, I got Crowell, I got Gordon on by, I got so many guys on by, and then I was like, that's fine. I have Gore and Amendola to replace them. Also on by. Also on by. Yeah. So, I'm like, I have so... I, how many time players do I have on by? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven players on by right now, so that's rough. Hey, at least they're playing, you know? McKinnon Bill. Yeah, that's yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I paused because I didn't know where you're going there. But yeah, you have gotten hosed, my friend. Uh, so for me, I, I was I was kind of panicking, and then I kind of looked at the matchups, and I came to the same spot. I think mm. that I end up with some pretty solid matchups that are going to carry me through. 
The ones that worry me are my flexes, which are Nelson Aguilar and Josh Reynolds. She has Corey Davis, Anthony Miller, same kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're both like starting some pretty sketchy starts. So yep. I think I'm going to come out with this one. I think it's going to be huge for me going to the playoffs. And uh, I'm going to be feeling good next week. And if I don't, then uh, the fire sale begins, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, let's go on to our next matchup. We got Cincinnati Indians. That's Tyler Cheeks. Versus Tyler Cheek, oh. uh, not Cheeks. Uh, versus Sarah LaRoe. Tyler Cheek is three and seven. He's got a one point three five percent chance of making the playoffs. Sarah oh. LaRoe, big contender right now, five and five. She is sitting on a solid seventy five percent chance of going to the playoffs before this week. Big implications f- for Sarah. <laughs> I think you're gonna get smoked, and uh, Sarah's gonna be. On our way to the playoffs, what do you think? Yep, next matchup. There Sarah we go. wins. <laughs> there it is. That was a quick one. That that's, was an easy one. That's the kind of stuff we're looking Welcome for. Welcome to the rest episode. of my matchups for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, next matchup is Team Vincent. He's 5-5 five and five versus Dez is dead. That's Chris Matre. He's 4-6. and six. Corey Vincent is looking good for the playoffs. He's got a 68% mm-hmm. chance. Matre is low down the 12% range. So not huge implications here. So why don't you give me your thoughts? Yeah, so this, this is one of those matchups that like... I really want to be a tight matchup, and I think there's a chance. Uh, like, Chris has Jared Goff, who gets played, as I mentioned before, Kansas City. In that game, I don't know if you guys have seen the Vegas, Vegas odds, it's like 64 points. Yeah, it's nuts. That's insanely well, especially hot. now that it's back in the U.S. and not on a like, crappy yeah, field in Mexico. Yeah, not on a terrible like, field. Oh, man. Uh, if that game would have been in Mexico, I would have been so sad. Because it oh, would have just been atrocious. I think, I'll st- I think on that matchup, I might still take the over. Like it's nuts. oh my gosh yeah like those two teams are going to score so many points in the I think the biggest factor the way Chris is going to win isn't with any of his other players it's through Jared Goff it is through Jared Goff throwing the touchdowns at to top Gurley not running them in yeah just I don't care how long the pass it can be that stupid like push forward pass it's not really a pass that they've <laughs> the, been doing lately what is it called the bump pass yeah I, I don't know what it is like yeah it, when it's, it's not so a dumb. shovel pass that's like the least pass I think can be as a shovel yeah. When you gotta bump it, like yeah. come on, come on. Uh, but so I think that's how Chris wins, and I also think it, Chris needs to win this week. Let, let me just say that uh, James Conner is playing Jacksonville in Jacksonville. They are the number six defense against the run. Uh, that is Corey's bread and butter. Corey also has OBJ and Brandon Cooks. I'm not saying Corey's team is bad uh, by any means. I would not say that. And OBJ could blow up for him. Like Tampa Bay's defense yeah. is god awful. Um, but Eli Manning can't throw a ball farther than uh, I can. Uh, that's why he should retire. Uh, he so he, he can throw a ball farther than me. Who am I kidding? Uh, <laughs> but this is this to me is the make or break week for Chris. Chris loses this week. Oh, he, he's done. 100%. Yeah, like he has to win this week, and it, he has a real shot. Yeah, I really do believe he has a real shot with Jared Goff. Uh, Hilton's playing Tennessee. Hopkins got has Washington. Austin Eckler could have a good game against Denver. Yep, like a lot of opportunity. Good so, luck, Chris. I think you win. So you're going, Chris, on this one? Actually, sorry. No, I'm, I'm going to go with Chris. <laughs> my numbers say, Corey, I want, I'm going to change it to Chris. I'm listening to my heart. <laughs> ah. That's uh, that's valiant of you, but I think it's Corey for sure. I really I want Montre to pull this one down because it would pull Corey down. And I don't think Montre mm. like, wins out and does it. But I think the odds are that Corey wins something I, or wins this one. I think everything that you said is 100% right. I think Corey's team really focuses around uh, James Conner. 
But I just think the yeah. way that the matchups play out, Corey's team, it, it's really close. It was hard to pick someone, but it, I think yeah. Corey's team is going to win out on this one. I initially had it written down. You saw it as Corey. Yep. And as I began to speak more and more, maybe it's two beers deep, uh, <laughs> I changed it to two Chris. Beer, two beer cheek over here. <laughs> uh, so now we are jumping to our next matchup. That's Tynan Cook. He's four and six versus Education Nation, five and five. This matchup. Has, has come a long way. Yeah. If you would have told me about this matchup week four, I would have laughed. Like, boring. And now this is a legitimate playoff matchup. Ty Cook is sitting at a 17% chance to make it, and Jason right at 50%. So basically a coin flip to make it. So there is a legitimate world where mm-hmm. these teams can make it. Uh, give me your thoughts on how this one plays out. So this one's kind of a tough one. Um for me because like when I look at it initially I'm like oh Jason's got so many great players and all all this stuff's working out for him but then I forget about some of the guys that Ty has on his team uh like Dalvin Cook like Leonard Fournette um and like yes Leonard Fournette plays Pittsburgh this week but I don't know if you guys remember last year Leonard Fournette was a monster no matter who he played and Dalvin Cook plays Chicago I don't know if you guys remember last year Dalvin Cook was a monster no matter who he played and it's one of those matchups where, like, I don't want to pick Ty, but these guys are finally back from big injuries. And Ty's team, like, Fitzpatrick, he gets the Giants. Right. Like, Fitzpatrick, no matter who he is, he had 400 yards last week. 400 yards, and the Buccaneers scored three points. <laughs> How do you do that? I think he's going to have a bounce-back week because you can't get much worse. Um, and so I well, thought... You can't get much better and score worse. That's a fair point. Yeah. You can't <laughs> yeah. get much better to score with. Um, and also, Jason's matchups are kind of tough. Uh, he's got Chris Carson and Doug Baldwin going up against Green Bay. That's rough. Don't love that matchup. Uh, he's got Marvin Jones going up against Carolina, who Marvin Jones might not even play. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Seattle. In Seattle, that's a tough matchup. So I get tie on this one, surprisingly. Wow. I think this is going to be the most that we've disagreed in a week. Which will be great for my standings in the pick'em, <laughs> or terrible. No, it's gonna be great. Uh, so I think Ty's an outside contender here. I think if he wins this match, he can really start to like break his way for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the easiest schedule remaining. So if he wins this game, he's really got a he's really got a shot. Depending on how everything plays off for the playoffs, but mm. this matchup to me is it's seriously just a straight up coin flip. It's so close. It is a tight one. I really want Ty to win because it's better for me to drag Jason down. I really had a tough time doing it. I went through all of the same like matchups that you went through, except here's what I came up with. Dalvin Cook was a monster, but he's playing Chicago, and he hasn't been a monster this year. Mar- he, I mean, Mark, in- last week. Mark Ingram was a monster last year, but he's playing Philadelphia, and the Saints have not been using him on the ground like they used to. Demarius Thomas is on a new team against Washington. He'll probably do fine. Michael Crabtree, Crabtree is a hunk of garbage. Traquan Smith, literally the Saint, the Saints scored a billion points, and he didn't yeah, even that, catch that was, a that ball. That was bleak. That was bleak. like, who says that doesn't happen again? Yeah. Travis Kelsey probably has a big game. Leonard Fournette, Taylor Gabriel. I don't really want the third wide receiver on Chicago. And then if you look over at Jason Seamich, it's just safer. The 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 Chris Carson Doug Baldwin thing is rough. But I think uh, Peyton Barber versus the Giants is going to be a shootout. I think uh, Valdez Scantling is going to have a good game. I think uh, Jones, like Marvin Jones, like he's got to get the ball now that Golden Tate's gone. But Larry he might be hurt. He might be. Yeah. Larry Fitz is looking good with Byron Leftwich at 
uh, offensive coordinator, and the Saints really can't stop receivers, and Alshon Jeffrey is one of the receivers playing against the Saints. So I just read those matchups a different way, and I go Jason. All right. So I'll, 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 I will gladly take that win. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side when I'm right. So last Don't match- worry. I think on this next one, this isn't the last matchup. we got two left. I think on this next one, we're both going to agree, though. Yeah, 100%. So uh, this matchup is uh, Joe Zypher. Zippy's back. Tell a friend. 3-7 versus Threat Level Midnight. 8-2. I really want Joe to win because I want to keep the dream alive. It's not going to happen. John's going to win. Anything else? John wins. Sorry, Joe. Done. uh, Enjoy my time with you at the bottom. Yeah, it was... uh, Have fun, guys. Uh, (laughs) So... Last matchup of the week, at least Borski has FanDuel. That's 7-3. and three. That's Britton Smith with the continued roast of me. Love it. Uh, and the <laughs> flu draft, Tyler Griffin, 8-2. and two. This matchup effectively means nothing. And it does. It means something. It, does, it, it means something to them. Yeah. Because it's like all about the first round bye. But to me, I don't care. I mean, this matchup to me You think is, I'm going to get a first round bye? What, what, I mean, <laughs> what do you think the probability of this matchup happening in the playoffs, though? Like that's so exciting. That's like that's like the team that plays in the NFL, like New England playing uh, I don't know, Philadelphia. Like and they get to meet again in the playoffs. I mean, like, that's sh- so crazy and that, that's what this is. It's like two really good teams that are very likely going to meet again either in the championship or leading up to it. This is a, this is the biggest matchup of the week to me. Yeah. Not because of the implications, but because of the teams. See, to me, like I just I'll just, when it gets there, I'm not going to be like, oh, man. Because, like, in the NFL, it's like, oh, last time they, yeah, they, last time they played, they yeah, actually, yeah. like, the players played against each other. But, like, last time, well, like, these guys play again, like, all their players are going to be playing different guys. No, nah, man, Drew Brees is going to know the tactics <laughs> of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> right. defense, and, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so, like, not as much gets read into it. So, for me, I, I, I just don't get that excited about it because I just... Uh, if I was in contention for a first round bye, don't get me wrong, this would be the most important thing in the world to me, but I'm trying to claw my way in there. <laughs> so I, I think a biggest reason I probably love it is that, like, I love rivalries in fantasy. Yeah. Like, in the SEC, it's Cantor. Like, Cantor is my rival. I don't even know how it started. I think it was, like, a trade that, like, he just kept sending me garbage, and I, I got mad, and I was like, you know what, he's my rival. Like, Officially, my he is my rival. Declared. In the Dynasty League, I don't know if I have one yet, uh, so watch out. Uh, but <laughs> I, I love it. And this is the perfect matchup for a rivalry building. Like two top teams duking it out right before the playoffs. There is no playoff implication, but there's a one seed and yeah. there's a bye week. And well, the bye week would be the implication. Right? Yeah. The bye week's the biggest implication and they'll get a chance to play again. That's what, that's what I love most about it, is like, Hey, they're going to play each other again in like five weeks. Yep. That's awesome. Like, that's a rivalry just waiting to be fueled, and, like, that's that's great. I love it. So then you're going with... Oh, yeah, sorry. I go Britain. <laughs> okay. I'm Britain all the way. Yeah, so for me, I'm going Britain, and it's coin flip because I think the projection is, like, literally within a point right now. Yep. And when I look at them, I, I went, like, lineup spot by lineup spot, went bench by bench. Like, well, you, it's all don't super forget. even, but to me, Saquon gets Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, and that's, I think I think that's, he's gonna feast. He's basically just destined for a huge game there, and mm. I think I think that's gonna I think that will literally be the matchup decider. So for me, it's Britain. Yeah, I think uh, you have to remember that Griff is gonna start the Bengals defense, <laughs> oh, and so that's gonna Britain, get him some points Britain for sure in the negative. So Britain, congratulations! You just got a free ten points from Griffin starting the Bengals defense. <laughs> it's so sad, but it's so true. Rivalry. <laughs> Uh, so, 
that is it for the matchups. That's it for our playoff. Thank you guys so much for holding in this week. That was a lot of content. I want to hit one more thing. Yes. We had teased it at the beginning of the year. There is so much potential for this content platform. Mm. The blog has begun. (laughs) Thank you, Griffin. Yes, Tyler Griffin has started the blog He's read it, or, or oh, what? you guys should go read it. Yes. He's talking about how we can make the Fantasy League even better, and I love this league. It's why I dedicate hours of my life to talking about how much I love this league. <laughs> Once a week. Tyler Griffin has done one scary thing. He has recommended a party planning committee. So if you have watched The Office, don't let it happen. <laughs> Angela. Committee it, to plan parties. Obviously. Yeah, it's got to be that. I mean, it's got to be that. Come on, Griff. I mean, with Hugh becoming the assistant to the regional coach or whatever his, <laughs> his uh, new position in Cincinnati is. No, but for real, Griffin has a creator posted a blog. So what I want to do is I, I want everyone to read it. Um, I want to put some things on there because I love these like deep stats conversations that just oh, don't yeah. go well over podcast form, but I think go really well is like reading. I want to get like everyone involved in this, kind of like we've been doing with the podcast, bringing everyone yeah. in. If you have a blog post that you would like to put out there, uh, I want you guys to not hesitate. Send that to Griffin, and let's make sure it gets published, and let's keep it going. I think this can really become something hilarious. If you want to use a pen name or your team name, if your team name isn't your last name, so that way you can like hide from your job instead of being like a secret nerd that publishes things under their real names, like... For me, I thought about this the other day. If like any employer types in like Matt Wyborski on oh, Google, gosh, they're yeah. gonna find this podcast. Yeah, which doesn't bode well for my any character. Any job that's not gonna hire me based on this podcast is probably not a job I wanted to have. Though. That's what I thought too. But was, I mean, that was my look exact at me, thought. Look at I was you, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if someone listens to that, it's like I hate this guy. I was like, I don't want to work there. I don't want to work there anyways. But I, back to the blog. Yes, the let's blog. make sure that we like. Let's make sure we hit that. I think it'll be really, really good. Go ahead and give it a read. Give it some contribution. Yeah, I, I, I love I, it. What the, my favorite part about Griff's post, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it, I mean, it was literally just a couple hours ago, uh, is Griff's GIF game. Oh my God. That's tough to say. Unreal. Is on point. His meme game's pretty good as well. Uh, so great job, Griff, on the memes, in the blog. Uh, I totally agree with Borski. I can't think of anything that I want to post, but definitely, I'm, I'm honestly just really excited about it. I think this would be a great platform for you and Ty, uh, because you guys love your stats and numbers, that, to that post that stuff and allow us to just look at it and think, what are they talking about, um, and then be done with it. Yeah. One, I think, <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, a couple things that Britain, or, uh, Griffin brings up on the blog for yeah. Britain to consider is uh, number one awards party at the end of the season. Yes, we've been Sheik talking about Sheik and that. I have been talking with Britain about how we want to do this. We've been collating awards for the end of the season. So if you come up with an award, send it to me and Cheek. Let's make sure we do it. We want to do this thing right. Cheek and I will probably rent tuxes for it. It'll be crazy. Uh, maybe not. I'm not going to rent it. I'll get a tuxedo t shirt. Birthday suit? Even better. Hey. <laughs> uh, so. We, yeah, we, we really want to make this league as epic as possible. Mm. So I think the blog is a great way to do it. I think the podcast is a great way to do it. I think these parties are a great way to do it. Uh, so thank you, Griffin, for starting that up so that we can uh, start to interact on another yet another medium. <laughs> <laughs> there are many. As if we don't already have enough. Uh, also, guys, just to kind of wrap up the episode again, sorry it's a little long. Uh, we Honestly, I've just been loving doing this. Uh, next month, Borski is actually going out of town to Cali, um, and I 
not to say he's off the podcast. We're going to work that out. Um, but if anybody would like to come on the show with me specifically, uh, feel free. Let me know. Um, I would love to work that out with you. We'll probably end up doing kind of a Skype style. So the audio quality is going to change a little bit. Apologize for that. If you've been listening and thinking, man, this audio is really good. That's because Borsky has been doing it. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, so we're figuring that out as we go along. But if you guys want to come on the show, as we say every week, let us know. Uh, I think, damn it, Joey was supposed to be on this week. Was he? He told me two weeks ago he was going to come on this week, and I just remembered. Joey, oh, I'm calling he, you out he's, now. He's dead to me. Uh, so <laughs> let's get let's get some people in during the month of December so I don't have to sit in, a, sit in Borsky's basement by myself and talk <laughs> to him on Skype like a weirdo. Uh, that feels oddly sexual. So I don't want to do it. I mean, you just made it that. It I mean, because I'm by myself talking on Skype. It feels like I'm like talking to a date or something. I mean, like we could text on the phone and talk on the phone. Is that is that sexual? No, we're not video chatting. I mean, what do you think I'm gonna do on the video chat? Like, I don't know. Whip it out. Make I don't it. I don't know if you're gonna have pants on in the video. <laughs> I mean, you I can see below my face. Okay, <laughs> we gotta stop. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been a really great episode. Glad we got to dive into the playoff picture. We'll keep touching on this playoff picture as it develops every single yes. week, and then we'll get back into the matchups and how they play in, and we'll make sure we only touch on the matchups that actually matter for the playoff picture. And then once we get into the playoffs, we'll talk to all the matchups that yeah. happened and the development of the toilet bowl, yeah, toilet which be hopefully results in a toilet seat being hung somewhere and also being worn out for a night of hitting the bars. There we so, go. There we uh, go. Put, a, put you on the spot, Griffin. So, or uh, Britain. So, thank you guys so much for listening. I had a blast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. Give us your comments. Give us your responses in the group. Me respond through anchor, email, text, whatever you want. Uh, that's it. Facts. They could fax us. Facts. I'm just trying to extend the episode as long as I can. There is no. I don't have a fax machine. <laughs> If you guys want, I can give you my mail drop at work. You can send a letter to There G. we go. Dropbox. Could they give it to us in Dropbox, too? Yeah, if they send me like a Dropbox link, I'll open it up. Okay, cool. Sweet. Google yeah, Drive Dropbox us. Yeah, a Google oh, Drive Oh, what's that link. weird thing that like makes URLs really short? Uh, hyperlink? Tiny URL. Hyper- tiny URL. Well, yeah. Hyperlink is like the definition. Yeah, hyperlink is the definition. It's like, but like a tiny URL. Yeah, yeah you get a tiny, tiny URL. URL. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. You guys are awesome. See you next week. All right, see you. <laughs>